You guys ready to do this? Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, fans around the world. We welcome you to this historic event. Historic because we've seen boys become men, men become leaders, and leaders become legends. I started the first episode of this by saying that we were making history and quoting, I think his name was Edgar Mitchell. I can't remember specifically, but I thought I would start the second episode of the refill with something a little bit different, obviously something we haven't done in the show. And I'm actually going to present you the prestigious baggy corduroy. So I don't know if I'm ready. It's such an honor. Well, looking at your hairline, I'm saying you absolutely are. uh, It's not a want, it's a need. I feel like I need to make a you need to make a speech because well, I want to make this like the baggy green sort of mm. ceremony and you know you say about how hard someone's worked to get to this situation yeah all that sort of jazz yeah I don't think you've worked that hard to get no here. I've I've literally done the bare minimum um but uh, this is better than receiving a baggy green because I can wear this uh, to the tennis at Wimbledon and not <laughs> look like an absolute knob well you actually look like a knob but you won't people won't know no no and. I made a pretty outlandish statement about England and the people of England in my last episode, which mm. did not go unnoticed. Yeah, um, made a bit of noise over there. It made a little bit of noise here. Right. Um, I don't care if it made noise there because they're absolute germs. But what a perfect way to end this. Um, Tim, congratulations. Thank you. The, this is the third that's been handed out, so that's not really much of an honour. It wasn't the second, but yeah. that's okay. Let's get this on. Jeez, it fits, oh, geez, it fits nice. Jeez, it's good. Almost like, almost like it was pre pre tried on before almost we like did this. I, I fitted it beforehand. Yeah, thank no. you. No, it is an absolute honour. And um, what can I say? You know, I just hope I live up to it. Yeah, no, I think you will. We'll shake thank hands you. down you. the camera line. Perfect. What an unbelievable way to start the episode. For those who are absolutely unsure of what just happened in the two minutes. <laughs> This is the second episode of The Refill. I am six-time Diamond Valley Badminton champion Chris Bowen. This is Bob Hawke's youngest son, Tim Bahaja. Tim, G'day. welcome back. Thank you. Uh, great to be back. It is great to be back. Absolutely. First things first, mate. This is the first mm-hmm. episode in person. Um, yep. How have you been? What have you been up to? A bit of COVID? A bit of yeah, yeah, shopping look, early? You know, uh, always shop early. If you, if you know me, you know that. Um, yeah, look, I've, we had uh, about 17 days of ISO in the last and a half so it's good to be in the real world and see people in the flesh and um the problem yeah. is you run into people like me in the flesh and you're kind of like yeah, and now i feel like i'm i'm gonna get it again so anyway. yeah when we when we spoke i mentioned hot dogs mm. and yeah. how how i flogged hot dogs what did yeah. you flog to death wasn't hot dogs um i had a i had a just a real good crack at some dim sims South no, no, just um, your your standard um, you know, grocery fare, your frozen ones. Oh no! But very good, good quality, <laughs> steamed and in the air fryer. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, so recommend. But I mean, it's a bit, maybe there is something in there because I I don't know what's in Dim Sims and you don't know what's in hot dogs. I, so maybe it's that mystery component that sort of COVID <laughs> wants. I don't know. I trust what's in hot dogs more than I trust what's in Dim Sims. Yeah, I'm I'm different. I, I, I reckon so yeah, 
I just went to the beautiful Newcastle for a weekend. Oh, yeah, Steel. This Steel City. Steel City, yeah. yeah City. Which, I don't know if you know this, it's, it's on the water. Did you know Newcastle was on the water? I did. Yeah, it's a, I, it's a, well, it's a wharfy sort of thing. Yeah, I did not because okay. I thought. You thought it was landlocked. I thought it was like next to Dubbo. <laughs> because, and here's my argument, was it's called the Steel City. Mm. I was like, how can a, a city made of steel be next to the beach? It'll, it will, the, everything will erode. Thinking erosion, yeah, okay. Yeah, but I was completely wrong. Absolutely beautiful spot. You haven't been there before. What's uh, talk me through some of the the highlights? Points, yeah. It it's called the Steel City. That's the highlight. Okay, <laughs> and it's a pale ale. It's a pale ale beer, which I had about four of from the time I left, landed in Newcastle, and mm. then um, ended up at my destination. I had about four of them. Shout out to Nathan, who will be listening to this episode. Yep, he packed a little cooler bag for me. I have not stopped thinking about this beer. Okay, we need to get that. Yeah, we need yeah. to get that in Melbourne. I, I looked at it, and it's going to cost me $25 to get a, a slab shipped here. That's an argument for that. Oh, my arm was – I felt something kind of twisting my arm, and then I thought maybe I'll get two slabs, mm. and then I could justify that. Mm-hmm. But it, absolutely beautiful spot. I went um, – what's it called? Um, June – on the old uh, four wheelers, the June back, yeah, on the on the in the Junes, which okay. I did not know Newcastle had. Well, it's it's, yeah, it's got sand and beaches. <laughs> it's probably yeah. going to have Junes. Yeah, I was like, that's weird. Uh, Junes near um, Dubbo, but no, absolute beautiful spot. I was ready to die on that on those Junes. Like I was, yeah, I was like trying to go as fast as I could, um, <laughs> like because uh, you had the little speedo on the thing, and you'd go down these Junes, and they're so terrifying. But I was just like, the guy was like, do not press on the brakes, which if you press on the brakes, apparently you'll make it flip. But I wasn't listening to when they explained that. Right, of course. Probably should have because 22 people died (laughs) from like, because I- I, From brake-related deaths. Well, yeah, because I was looking this up at the airport. Do they have brakes? No, they have brakes, but they just roll. Oh, okay. And there's actually nothing to protect you. Mm. There's no roll cages on them. Um, cause I was like, why can't I just get one of these and just ride it? Like if I wanted to go to like food works or something, mm. obviously <laughs> I'm an idiot. So, but if you, I cannot recommend Newcastle enough. I want to get a job. I want to get a job in, um, tourism mm-hmm. in Newcastle. Yep. So I can frequent. Well, you've sold me. So I reckon. You- I, I reckon I had you at Steel City yeah, yeah, yeah. and Erosion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Erosion was a cherry on top. Mm. But um, no, outside of that, Newcastle, beautiful spot. It was good to get away um, right. for a nice little. I'm gonna say, do it while you can, mate. Do it while you can, because you just never know when the um, when that little spicy cough's going to come. Well, one of the people we were, um, I'm not going to say holidaying with, as it was their house. We mm. spent time with. Uh, did come back with the speciate cough, mm, yeah. and um, as a COVID survivor myself, I was too strong for it. So it's just what it is, mate. Some people are just built different. Yep, they are. No, look, great to do a little bit of a catch up on everything that's going on. It's been a couple of weeks yep. since we did the first episode. Yeah. My fault because I moved house. There's a lot going on. And I was in ISO, so look, it's it's probably still your fault, but yes. Look, I'll take the blame. Um probably probably really good to cover off some headlines that sure. we missed. Yep. Yep. Um, to talk about them once they're no longer in the news cycle, which yep. seems like the most appropriate thing to do. So yeah. <laughs> uh, take it away. 
All right, so Ash Barty announced her retirement from tennis at the age of 25. I suppose you have to say the tender age of 25. Is she actually 25? Yeah. well, Because I did not actually hey. fact-check that. I just thought that was right. You just wrote the head. I, I just I'm just wrote going that. off. Look, let's, let's just say it's 25. 25. Um, great career. And it actually reminded me of a saying that Ian Chappell, I mean, so I remember Shane Warne saying it, um, about what Ian Chappell said to him, and it was Keith Miller, the great uh, cricket legend, who said it to Ian Chappell, or Chappelle to his mates, mm-hmm. in regards to retirement, which um, is, I wanted to retire when people were saying, why did you, rather than why don't you? Mm. And she's that's certainly a, done a, that. That's a great point. She's done that, um, obviously, at the age of 25. So... I'd love to know what she's got in mind next. Um, I, If I could pitch what I think she should do. Oh, yes. I think she should um, just go on the reality TV circuit for a year. I think she's got enough money. I don't think she needs to go do SAS Australia. It's not about money. It's about just self-improvement. Yeah. So I'm thinking. You're not happy with her as a person. No, I'm super happy with her. But everyone can improve. The day you stop improving, the day day you're, you're gone. So I think, I think. And, and whether you agree or not, uh, SAS Australia, she, I think she wins that. Uh, yeah. yeah. She wins that. Um, Dancing with the Stars, I think she wins that. Yeah, Great footwork. Well. Tennis is all about footwork. Absolutely. That. Um, Survivor, Outwit, Outlast. Um, Outsmart. Out, Outsmart, yeah. I, think she's, I think she's got all that covered. Yeah. Um, I'm a celebrity, one of Australia's most popular yeah. sports people of all time. I would I love she, to get on that. I hope this gets big enough. That we do do morning radio. I'd love to see a rat gnaw on your face, actually. Yeah. Just, I would love to see you squirm like just yeah. rats at you. Actually, I'm, I've actually... You can make that happen. I've actually sold... I'm actually going to sell that idea that I've just come up with. <laughs> I, I reckon survive... Uh, actually, no. No, fuck that. Um, <laughs> at very... Yeah, very... I, I, I was thinking about this and it, it doesn't... It didn't shock me. Okay. I feel like I hate using the C word. COVID has completely changed uh, everyone's lives, and that, that for a large part includes every single athlete in the world. Yeah, um, especially the amount of like, – you, you're stuck in hotels. Like, they're already stuck in hotels. Then they're really stuck in they're, hotels. Yeah. They're, you know, people think it's a glamorous life. It's really not a glamorous life. No. Um, and she's achieved everything she's yep. wanted to achieve. She's got all the money she'll ever need. She's young. She's about to start a family. 25, we believe. She's 25, we believe. She's not about to start a family. She's not pregnant. I don't want to start that rumor file, but <laughs> but I mean, yeah, wasn't a shock, and okay. I have nothing but support for her. I yeah, do mad props. I do love that she went down to a local golf club and won the thirty dollar thirty it was a thirty dollar prize. I don't know what, probably just a bar tray or something. I love that she's won that. Yeah, she can't stop winning. Yeah, she just literally she's can't won. stop winning. Yeah, yeah. so. Yeah, um, we should call her the house. The house always she wins. Always wins. Always she's wins. like she's she's like crown, but with instead of the zero and the double zero on the roulette, she's got three zeros. She wins that much. <laughs> uh, 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 great career. And let's see. Yeah, looking forward to see what she does next. Obviously, yeah, yeah, hundred uh, percent. Next headline: Lance Franklin becomes the sixth player in AFL VFL history to kick one thousand goals. Yeah, madness. It was madness that night. Was mental. <laughs> Complete and utter. That was unbelievable. I, I sort of said in private that. So I bought full disclosure. I bought tickets to 
the game, which was round three, where they played the Bulldogs yeah. in hopes that he wouldn't get it. Because I said to you privately, I said, I want this to be a shit show. Like, I want him to miss. It was. It was a shit show. <laughs> I want him to miss because I knew people would be on mm. and it would take them forever to get off. I don't think... I, I, I didn't expect what happened. I think, yeah, um, the taking forever to get off was probably the least of their problem. It was actually wasn't a problem. They all got off pretty considering. Mm. It was just the... Oh, man, he had... The, the patience he had... I when, felt... When you've got... Very like, uncomfortable. Yeah, oh, that. oh, super uncomfortable. And when you got like just random majority, I would say would have been drunk. Oh fuck yeah! It was like late in the fourth quarter. Yeah, they yeah. have yeah, and they're sla- like you know giving him little slaps on the head. Everyone yeah. at a t- like there's every man's got his breaking point, but he geez, gee whiz, he was very mm. patient, and I and he did. He said he embraced it and. Good on him. Like, I, if it was plug a locket, I reckon plug a locket oh, starts he's, swinging. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, like he's probably he's probably like it's it's, you know, it's fatalities. Like plug has plug has killed twenty. Yep. Um. So, it it could have gone pear shaped. Um. Mm. And credit to everyone that it didn't. But gee whiz. Yeah. Are unbelievable. You su- are you surprised that he played the next week? Uh, not really. I think Sydney are genuine top four yeah. chance and I think they're a genuine premiership chance and so they just want to win as much as they can. Yeah, so, right. Uh, and if he's in there, if he's fit and he, wants, and he can play, I think he plays. Yeah, I, I was I, watching that at obviously his age, big, big achievement, obviously. Yeah. That was a lot. That would have been a lot mentally oh, and physically. More mentally than physically, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, I was just very surprised. Quick turnaround as well. Thursday yeah. night game. Yeah. Uh, Travelling the long flight from Sydney to Melbourne but I was surprised he played. I'm glad he did play because it was great to see him in the flesh. But um, yeah, very sad. I wasn't one of those people running on. Um, well, you know, you might, you know what, you might just, you might just run into him at the uh, local Woolies in Sydney when you're up there. On a probably trip. not. See him and you just slap him on the head. Just give him a little slap on the head and say, "Hey, buddy, I was, I wasn't there that <laughs> night, but I just want to, just want to give you a little slap on the head now." And he, he'll appreciate that. He'll love that. Look. I don't think I could do any – I don't think I could even, like, introduce myself to him. And just a fun fact for those who are listening who are in the Diamond Valley, he um, – his dad – so there's a few legends that have been born at Greensboro Hospital. Yes. Lance Senior. Really? Yep. Jonathan Brown. At the Diamond Valley one where I was born? Were you born there where too? I was born too. So no there way. And it's gone now. It's gone now. Uh, but the Greensboro Hospital, yeah, Buddy, um, Buddy's dad was born there. Buddy's... I don't want to know how you know that. Lance <laughs> told me. I don't, I'll see, I've dropped oh, a name there. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> What's your feet? Thank God you're wearing steel Sorry, caps. sorry. But, yeah, no, I was, I was <laughs> on a shoot with Lance, and he just asked about my miserable career, and I said, I played at Greensboro. <laughs> and... Um, and he was like, oh, my dad was born at Greensboro Hospital. And I went, oh, well, there you go. So it was I. Um, and he's... You want to go out tonight? Yeah, and we we became besties. Um, but Buddy's granddad and great-granddad played for the Mighty Slime. Wow. I did too. I played my juniors there. I played my seniors and juniors there. Oh, great. I didn't have a good career. uh, You will not find me on any board. No. But there you go. So a little bit of a... Uh, local flavour for those who are in the Diamond Valley listening. And wouldn't it be great to just remember when Mickey, I don't know if you remember when Mickey O played a game for the for Greensboro a few he years ago. his hamstring, didn't he? Yeah, but in the first, he kicked, he just dominated. He was that, yeah. he was 40 years old. And Silky. He was, oh my God. 
Imagine Lance just doing a one-off cameo, just saying this is for Pops, great it'd, Pops. It'd be nice. Oh, that would, War Memorial like would be Greensboro just bursting at the scene. Greensboro have the money. I think we can make it happen. They abs- I like how you say we. Like you've never left. I've I've obviously left. I think the last. I'm, I'm a hard about My last association with them was in about uh, 2000. So, yeah. But we are super passionate about trying to get Lance to the club if we can. The rumour file on this episode is off the charts. <laughs> Just stand by. Um, next headline. Mm-hmm. Joel Salwood becomes the game's leader for most games as captain, surpassing uh, Sticks Kernahan in the AFL in their win over Collingwood. Uh, I'm going to say um, I love Joel Salwood. I know he has his critics. Uh, a lot of it's probably to do with the sort of the ducking and getting those free kicks. But he just he just found a, a little loophole and he found a niche. Found a niche, and he used it to his advantage, but he is one of the toughest players to ever play the game. He is yeah. he's as hard as Russian algebra. He is <laughs> unbelievable. He puts his head over the pill every single time, and one of the great leaders. No, yeah. it's, it's Obviously, he's a great leader because mm. he's, he's just broken this record. But yeah. um, super, you know, just great character. Um, and... I just yeah I I, I love him and I, he's one of my favourite players from opposition clubs. Um, so hats off to him. Uh, but I I don't know what you think. I actually think that's breakable. I actually mm. think there is a future where yeah it is hundred percent is breakable. Someone like like a say a North now or you know Penderbury retired uh, steps down from captain where they put in a twenty one year old natural mm. leader. Oh, well, the game's and moving towards that. That can be done. Yeah, yeah, like not not even just AFL. Like all sports yeah. are moving towards. Younger captains, yeah. Right. So, so I think, I think, yeah, I don't think it's unbreakable, um, but it's 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 taken a while to break Sticks' record, and yeah. um, no, I say I say hats off to him. Yep, no, massive hats off to him. It was good to see them get the W, and get the chocolates over the. Yeah, it wasn't that great. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Uh, next one, the F one announces that it will be racing in Las Vegas, Nevada next year. Mm. Very. Very, very tempting. I may have already discussed this with my significant other. Uh-huh. She may or may not be on board. Okay. And when you discuss it, was it like, um, can you babysit the house while I go over? No, no, it will be. Uh, she's been to Vegas before, but she's okay. not been to Vegas with me. I'm a six-time Vegas veteran. Are you really? Yes. Yeah, I, I, I have never, never done Vegas. Really. True. Um, it just so you you'll know much better than me. It just feels like the ultimate. It's a test, debauchery test of. Strength. It's a test. Yeah, test of mind, body, and soul. Let me. Yeah, yeah. Let me. I've got two things. Right. Yeah. First one. Um, I got a I got a cab to the the start of the strip, and the man I was with, we were like, all right, um, let's go to. Many casinos as we can. One drink, roll of the table, and then head off to the next one. Yeah. See how far we got. I've got no idea where I got. So I did a good job. But yeah. it was pretty early. And I've got I think I've got the, the chips. I kept a chip from each one. I think I got I think we I think we did about twenty. Yeah. Um so that's one. And I've just come up with an idea. So hopefully she doesn't listen to this, but maybe we do the show from Vegas. Hello. Can we write that off on tax? Because that a tax write-off? That is 100% a tax write-off. Done. 
Well, yeah, Do you have the same tax man that I have? Uh, I will soon have your tax The man. leading run scorer at Lowell Plenty Career Club. Uh, is that um, Lutty? It is. Lutty. There you go. Well, I'm going to get him in. If he can... If he let's can, table this and let, we'll take this off air because this is happening. Yeah, this is... Um, if we can write this on tax, it's... Uh, it's yep. Live yeah. episode. It's what the what, fans want. Exactly. Live episode in Las Vegas for the F1. Done. <laughs> um, all right. The Socceroos fail to automatically qualify for the World Cup and will need to beat United Arab Emirates and Peru to qualify. There we have got ourselves in a whole heap of shit. I'm not going to get into it too much because I've got something. Okay. I've got something coming for someone involved in the Socceroos. It's disappointing. Let's just say that. It is. It is very disappointing. And... We're, Let's well, just I mean, say someone's about to catch a smack. <laughs> Good. Um, the Australian women's cricket team wins the one-day international World Cup over England. Um, I also have something coming on that. But yeah. first thing, after the summer that England had, like, so England, men's, women's, Australia A, yep. of both men's and women's, we did not lose a game. That like good. England did not win a single game the entire summer. It's a great stat. How good is that? And then to just the World Cup obviously just happened just after the summer. Yep. But they've obviously had time to go home, you know, have some of that Yorkshire pudding, mm. have their go to Teslas and get married or whatever miserable shit they do in that pathetic country. <laughs> And they've come back out to New Zealand, yeah. and then they've lost again. Awesome! It's I, great. I think uh, the Australian women's cricket team is the best, most dominant team in world sport, and they have been for a while now. And that win four in just, a row, I believe. Uh, yeah, I think so. And it just further cements it. They are just uh, that good. Yep. So good on them. Um. Tom Brady announces that he's no longer retired and signs with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Very exciting to have. Why did, why did he retire? I do like that he's married to arguably one of the most beautiful women to ever grace the earth. And he probably spent a month at home on Sundays going to Bed Bath & Beyond or, <laughs> or you know, Trader Joe's or I don't know. I don't know what he would do on yeah. a Sunday and he goes... I'm done with this. Yeah, I'm not putting up with I'm, this. I'm, I'm done being that stay-at-home dad, and I'm going to go back. I, yeah, look, I just find I'm a bit sceptical. He launched his own NFTs, didn't he? Oh, every, every I know, athlete. I know, but maybe he's gone. I, cannot, I can't even spell I don't know, NFT, I know he doesn't honestly. need the money. I don't know. He <laughs> I know he doesn't need the money, but I just, why do, you know whether you're a type. Like, I don't know. Look, anyway, it's great because he's my age, and so as long as there's someone my age doing that thing, then it gives me hope that one day I'll just get out of bed feeling really good and put my hand up, and um, and that's just the fantasy that I'll always live with until someone my age no longer plays. Yeah, I, I've never seen him play live, um, and I think I was very lucky enough to see Kobe. Um, yeah, that's, that's a good... I haven't seen LeBron. And, like, don't get me wrong, I'm not a big basketball fan, but I was in L.A. the first time. I'm, like, 19 years old. Yep. Eight rows from the front, Staples Center, like, just 
the most incredible thing. It was Derek Rose at his peak yeah, too Chicago in Chicago. MVP, yeah. It was Kobe versus Derek Rose. They both had like awesome. 40. Yeah. And Steve Blake hit like 10 threes. Steve Blake. Um, but it was just amazing. And like, I've got this really cool photo, which I want to get framed one day. It's like on a digital camera, like back because it was so long ago. Yeah. And it's it's him taking like just taking a free throw, and I'm just it kind of looks good. Yeah. So I would love to see Tom Brady, not for the the same reason because that's not why I went and saw Kobe. Yeah. But I think it would be cool. He's the goat. Like no. Yeah, he's placing history's on question. Absolutely. So um, I would yeah, love to I see. Just, him. I don't know. Yeah, it's weird. Mm. But sure. Welcome back, Tom. Welcome back. Um. Last headline, Barcelona and Real Madrid play in front of 91,553 spectators in Camp Nou Stadium in Barcelona. I've 100% said that wrong. To break the world record for attendance at a women's sporting event. What is the, uh, what, what's the, what's capacity at um, Camp Nou? Oh, geez, I don't know. It would have to be. be around 100. Would it? I reckon. That's um, amazing. Um, look, I'm a very big, uh, very big, uh, women's sport advocate. Yep. Um, as we all are. Yep. I hate the notion that, um, people don't watch, people don't attend. Wow. That's just, this is proving it wrong. Um, so yeah, absolutely. Shout out to everyone involved there. I am a little bit flat though, Mm -hmm. because the, do you know what the previous record was? I do not. The women's World Cup final oh, the at one the MCG just before COVID, which was yeah. what, which was ninety. Okay, right, eighty nine, maybe. Yeah, um, ninety one thousand. That is that is absolutely phenomenal. So it's outrageous. Good on them. Um, that's great to see, and um, a good little summary of what we missed. Well, we've obviously missed plenty yeah, of others, but, but um, I feel like we've just just covered it all. We're all over it. We have. We're going to do a new segment. Mm-hmm. It's called the stock market. Right, yes. Now, the way that this will work is, I don't know how many you've listed for this. I've listed three of each. Okay, I've done two. So you start. Sensational. And then bookend it. For those at home who don't know what this uh, segment is, because we've never done it before. I'd like to know too. It's a simple <laughs> simple stock market. Um, we're selling things mm-hmm. and we're buying things. Great. doesn't necessarily have to be actual stocks. Can be things as no, innocuous not. as my receding hairline, which I'm selling. Yeah, sold um, uh, so I've got two sports related ones, and I've got one life related one. Okay, we'll start with buying first. Mm-hmm. Um, the first thing I'm buying is Alyssa Healy. Mm, Five hundred runs, three hundreds, one hundred and seventy in the final. Outrageous. 130 in the semi-final. We spoke about daddy numbers multiple times on the yeah. first episode. That is maybe the daddy, the daddiest of That's numbers. The Mac daddy. That's the that is the Mac Daddy. Like I could never imagine being that clutch in finals. So I don't even know what else you really no, say. It's it's all time. It's historic, and it's like as I said, it's just outrageous. Yeah, and 170 at like 120 balls or something. Yeah, which is just. Seeing him like beach balls, <laughs> seeing him as if you and me are bowling <laughs> from the um, from the scoreboard end. Um, your first one that you are buying. Um, so he's he's packed up um, stumps for the season, but I'm buying Josh Giddy. 
Oh, yes. My team, the OKC, the Oklahoma City Thunder. Um, a sensational debut year. For anyone who hasn't seen him play, I'd describe him as um, Magic Johnson in Napoleon Dynamite's body. He's, uh, he just doesn't look, doesn't look like a basketballer, but he's got a real rare talent. Um, and when he was picked, I think he was picked six in the draft. Pick six. It's quite a few of the American experts sort of, you know, a bit of a chuckle, a bit of a giggle, like what are they mm. thinking? How's this kid going pick six? They did but, that with Dante Exam. Mm, and that's that's what I like to call him. Probably a bit more <laughs> warranted. But, um, yeah. but, you know, I mean, Sam Presti, who is uh, one of the great talent identifiers in, mm. in, in the NBA, he's picked up. Durant, Harden, Westbrook, uh, just to name a few, so they should have known better. And What's he, your feet for those name drops? <laughs> um, they should have known better because he's, yeah, he's a special talent and he's only going to get better. And he's the future of the Boomers as well. So buying Josh Giddy, thank you. He he won't. He's not going to win the, the Rookie of the Year. No, he's fourth favourite. Explain that to me because he, has he not won like the Rookie of the Month for like the last four months? Yeah, the months? Western Conference he's won. So w- What's going on with this? Oh. Uh, well, the the favourite from Cleveland's just been much more damaging and prolific. Who's that? Richard Jefferson. Uh, I don't know. My NBA knowledge has um, fallen off a cliff I since have I was. Forgotten his name. It's um, just talk amongst yourselves. While I'll, I'll, I'll I'll fill the gap with a little story. The last time I watched an NBA game was when Toronto won the uh, what do they call it the the Larry Larry Robinson. Larry Larry Bryan? Is it Larry? Larry O'Brien. Larry O'Brien. Should yeah, be called yeah. the Larry David Trophy. <laughs> yeah. But I was in Toronto, downtown, in the I'm not going to explain what happened for the rest of that evening. Yeah. But that was the last time I watched an NBA game. And it's a while ago. That was probably one of the best nights of my actually that might actually be the best night of my life. Yeah, like four hundred thousand sure people destroying cool. stuff. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. I spoke about how I like I want things to be kind of a shit show. <laughs> That was literally like a shit show, and I think about that. I think about that day like quite often, daily. Yeah, so, uh, Evan Mobley is who I was. Ah, so yes. he's a he's a dollar thirty six favorite. So he's he's a shoe in. But Josh Giddy was um is probably going to come fourth. A great debut season. Can't fault you for buying that. Um, the next one I have is pulled up socks in the AFL. I saw Lance Franklin. Uh, in close, yeah. sorry, in close, in the flesh. Yeah, I've watched a lot of Gold Coast Suns games already this year. Probably it's, too many. Yeah, yeah. And I like the look of Tuke Miller and Lance Franklin with the pulled up socks. I want them brought back. I would have thought the majority of people would have had socks up. No, no. Okay, no. These young kids now they cut the socks. They see. There's a difference between socks down, mm. socks up, and then cutting socks. Cutting socks is. Too much, yeah. I, that's yeah. Not for me. Look, I, I I was always a socks down man. Mm. Like uh, the great Peter Dacos always had his socks down. Mm. Shane Moore always had his socks down. Some of these Collingwood nineteen ninety legends. So I was always socks down just to follow them. But um, socks up, sure. Mm. All your socks up. Who was the Collingwood player that you wanted to be a COVID replacement player? The bat. Uh, <laughs> um, Ross. Ross. Jonathan Ross. Jonathan Ross. He be Jonathan socks up. Jonathan fucking Ross. <laughs> you are Jonathan, if you're listening. I hope he's not listening because I'm about to make yeah, a joke. He'd it, be socks up to go over the anklet. <laughs> yeah, to yeah. hide the anklet. Yeah. 
So shout out to Jonathan if he's watching. Um, next one. Um, Sam Mitchell, the Hawthorne coach. That one feels personal. If I'm being honest. Um, no, look, look. If, if it does, then I don't. I don't apologise for it. But no, I wasn't expecting you to um, apologise. I, I genuinely, and, and look, it's only early in the season, but I genuinely thought Hawthorne were going to be bottom four. But I think, and they have got some good players back, like Sicily mm. and Gunston, and these kind of guys. But I think the, his structure and game plan and his ability to trans, you know, have a plan B, very um, different. Very different, very good, and then suddenly it's like, oh shit, okay, you can coach. Yeah, um, it's not just, and, and so you can see why Collingwood made that offer, or you know that approach to him early, and it got Hawthorne spooked and forced their hand with Clarkson because he, I think he's the real deal. So buying a little bit of Sammy Mitchell, I like how he is not. I'm not going to say unapologetic, but he's almost mm. like, this is the way we're going to play football. Like I do not care. Like yep. our the next, I think I think that's what the quote was. He goes, "The next premiership or our next premiership is going to be from a like all guns blazing attacking style of football." Yeah. And there's heaps of it's been mm. great to see the um, the change in the attacking games. I disagree for one one of the games, but um, well, any- yeah, I mean, it's, you want that you want that mix of you know, offense defense, but you can't have all of no, one and not the other. But yeah, yeah, it will be interesting though. And I was having this conversation with someone on the weekend. I said, it will be interesting though if they come up against, let's say they come up against a Melbourne and then they have like a Brisbane. And I don't know the fixture, but they come up against two good teams yeah, back yeah. to back and they kind of get picked apart um, yep. on the counter attack and stuff like that. It'd be interesting to see like what he what he does. Um, yep. I hope that doesn't happen, but I think it would be very interesting think, to uh, see. Yeah, I think it probably will. It probably <laughs> for a team that... Look, we're not going to get into our predictions because not yet. Let's just wait. Let's let's, let's wait for the dust to settle. Um, and I'm very much looking forward to it. <laughs> Jake Riccardi's parents did thank me for all the love and support, but yeah, um, yeah, even they're off him. <laughs> not a good start. Not a good start for me. Um, last one I have is ice lattes in winter. Okay, I'm buying. <laughs> I was a I was a religiously iced latte man just during summer. Mm-hmm. I'm not going back. I'm not I'm not jumping into. So you're the, ice ice. I'm iced all year round. All year round. Okay. I'm going to be iced all year round. I think. Okay. Yeah, sure. And there's not. There's, I, I won't go back. I don't think. Are you a co- are you a big coffee man? I am. Yeah, I'm a daily, sometimes two a day. Yeah. What's, but, your, what's your order? Because my order is probably you might you might shirk at me when I tell you. My don't order. ask me what's don't ask me what's in it and why it's different from like a whatever other coffee because I'm not a coffee head. But um, I'll go get a magic in the morning mm-hmm. and not the, not your old man magic the magic yeah. uh, magic coffee uh, which is quite a strong with just a sort of like a little hint of milk um, which is yeah super strong and that sort of gets you going and then. Uh, skinny flat white, uh, you know, and that's that's what I do. But um, harmless, harmless, yeah, good stuff. Uh, but yeah, the I oh, look, I love it. I love an ice latte. Mm. But middle of June when it's ten degrees, I'm not so. I'm not, sure. I'm not scared. <laughs> yeah, I'm not scared. Um, no, mine is a ice latte with a splash of vanilla. Right. Okay. Yeah, I already just say your reaction just to, 
just like a laugh, kind of shake of the it head. It was just a shake of the head. Which is completely fine. Like, I used to make fun of my dad for ordering his, like, caramel macchiato. Yeah. Um, it is was, quite outrageous, the amount of... You go to a coffee shop now, and you feel weird just ordering a, a skinny flat white, because the person before, you know, before he's gone, mm. some sort of oat, milk, yeah, you know, resumataz, and then the person after you is, mm. you know, you're just like, jeez. I'm a, I'm a coffee shop coward. When I yeah, order... I'll, I'll just, yeah. When I order, I say, "Can I please get an ice latte with vanilla?" Like I, I whisper because I don't. And I don't think you'll be judged in Melbourne. I don't think mm, there's anyone judging you. Ah, uh, I don't know. I've got weird, uh, like I've, I've weird anxiety. Like because I sometimes if I sometimes I'll go fruity and I'll just go get the hazelnut. Okay. And sometimes I hate it when they go hazelnut latte, and I'm like, oh. everyone just looks. everyone's like, everyone's like, oh, okay, okay, Nuffy, when are you heading back to Northgate? <laughs> so it depends where you are. True. That's um, true. So that is the that's the last of my buying. Now I'll let. Yep. So you got two for selling as well. Yeah. True. Okay. I'll start with selling then. Yep. And I want to preface this first one by saying, I never once bought this stock. Okay. I never once invested any money. I wouldn't have invested your money. Yep. I wouldn't have invested my worst enemy's money. Okay. I'm selling everything I can find of Graham Arnold. I have had enough of Graham Arnold. I um I've never I've never owned him or bought him either, and I am wholeheartedly with you in this sell. Um We're going back to the NSL days where we're not qualifying for the World Cup. We can do better than Graham Arnold, can't we? I, I the best time of my life and I've lived an enjoyable life, the best time of my life was when Gus Hiddink. Aussie Gus. Aussie Gus. That is, he's, you know, I normally hate that when they do the Aussie. Yeah, but he earned it. He fucking earned it more than anyone. Yeah, yeah. When he was, when he was a Socceroos head coach, I've never been happier. No, it was a really good time. To be yeah. Alive. And you know what, you know how we talk about like how much the world has changed and how yeah. people will stand away from you in the street. They won't be, they won't, they'll just be weird. It's a very weird time. <laughs> When Aussie Goose was in charge, everyone yeah. was happy. Everyone was in break. There was, there was cuddles on the street. There was an unnecessary amount of cuddles. Yeah. The fact that – I don't get it. Like, there, surely there has to be someone well, – there, I mean, you just look at the amount of soccer leagues, soccer teams in those elite soccer leagues around the mm. world. There's, they're out there. They're out there. But what I'm saying is there has to be someone who's like me yeah. and they just can't fathom like watching Graham Arnold coach no. that has money. And then they should just call, I don't even know what it's called, the FFA or Football, yeah. Football Federation of Australia or whatever, call them and say, hey, I'm going to sink a million to this. I'll, I'll, get, I'll get this, this, and this, but let's go get a coach. Yeah, it's, and it's worth it because you see, you've seen what's, what happens when football in Australia is up and firing. It's, mm. it's amazing. I just quickly, um, I sort of preempted that you are going to say Graham Arnold uh, tonight. Um, it was a photo with you and him. Because no, you have no, a photo no. with everyone. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I know. He asked for one with me. <laughs> um, so I've written out a list of Arnold's I'd rather coach Australia. <laughs> so I've got Tom Arnold. Yeah, good start. Kevin Arnold from the Wonder Years. Yep. Arnold Palmer. Arnold Schwarzenegger. And Arnold from Happy Days. Uh, and he was the actor who also played Mr. Miyagi. So I reckon yeah. he's probably, he'd be great. And I've also got a list of Grahams I'd rather coach Australia. Hey, Arnold's on the floor right now. Graham Norton, Graham 
Gooch, Graham Hick, Graham Swan, and Heather Graham. Oh, I'll tell you what, there's a few Grahams there that I wouldn't take. I'd take all them over Graham Arnold. Look, I... <laughs> Heather Graham, you've got me with Heather Graham. That's a good one. Um, oh, geez, it's yeah. Look, he's it's hard for me to stomach. Yeah, same. Because I'm not an A League. I'm not an A League man. No, I'm not either. And I'm an international know, football man. Yeah, I always run international um, EPL and, and what have you. But it's you know, and seeing Ange, Ange, what do they call Poster. him? What do they call him in the um the Scottish on the Scottish radio? Poster Kuglio. <laughs> Poster Kuglio. Um, he's he's killing it. He's killing it. And man, he's, he's got the Man City have got his attention. Like really? Yeah, they're, they're sniffing around. I mean, he was good when he was mm. coaching us. He had his critics, obviously, but I think that's probably because he was a local. But mm. Yeah, look, we're, we've gone backwards. Yeah. Time. Yeah. Very, um, very depressing. Uh, your first sell. So I'm going... I'm going to cast our eyes to the F1, and I just think this hasn't been. And I, and again, a bit like Graham Arnold, I ne- I've never had any stocks in this bloke, but I just wanted to mention it because I thought it sort of got um, swept under the rug it's a little bit. Taking a bad turn. No, 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 no pun intended. Um, Nikita Mazepin. <laughs> oh, thank God! I thought you were going to sell my man Danny Rick. No, 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 no I'd never sell. Um, I just want to say how good it is that he's not on the circuit anymore. It's amazing. Uh, I mean, bottom line, he couldn't drive a nail into wood. He was hopeless. It was nepotism, nepotism 101. You know, daddy sunk a whole heap of money a lot into of money. the Haas team. Um, and obviously sunk a whole lot of money in mm. other teams to get him on the you know F2, F3s. But the fact that he was driving an F1 car is just ridiculous. You shouldn't be able to buy a seat on the F1 circuit. No. They did. Yeah. Are you a big? Are you a big Formula One man? I've got a, I've got a, a good interest. I, I'm, mm. I wouldn't call myself an expert by any stretch. I'm a, I'm going to call myself an expert. Okay, yeah. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a heavy, heavy Formula One yep. fan. Yep. And I have a lot of friends who are, and we have frequent conversations about this. And so, am I on the right track here? You are absolutely in the right track. That unintended. There's a, there's a handful of drivers on. There's a handful of drivers who are still in. Yep. Who have used that silver spoon, Daddy? I want a golden egg, money. Yeah, um, Lance Stroll is one of them. Yeah, he's the one. Of, but but he can. It seems like he can drive. He he can drive. Yep. Um, another one, uh, Nicholas Latifi. Yep. Um, for Williams, he can't drive. Okay. He's the reason he crashed at the end of the last race. Oh, they, 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 yes, that's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah so, yeah. look, it's um a lot of a lot of the driver. The driver selections are purely based on sponsorship money and, and yeah. all that sort of thing. I get there's a commercial reality to all that kind of stuff. It's a very expensive sport. It is, but he just, he was hopeless. Mm, 100%. And, and he didn't seem like a good bloke. Oh, no, he was a fucking awful person. Okay, well, see, so there you go. Yeah, that's a, that's a great sell. Thank you. Yeah. My next one, I'm going to, I've got a special one for the last one, so I'm just going to, I'm going to jump into the second last one. Yep. Daylight Savings. Who came up with daylight savings and remove like where we have to experience it and then not experience so it? So you're selling the fact that we lose daylight savings. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't want that. Like, no, I love daylight savings. It's just four just, o'clock. It's dark. Let's just make the most of the daylight. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's stupid. Mm. It, and especially especially in these days right now where it's cold in the yeah. morning, 
we're both men of the Diamond Valley, which yep. I'm very happy to be able to say Green that Lynch. again. Yep. We're yeah, both men. Back. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, it's good to be back. And a lot of people you know, have been very welcoming. The Diamond Valley leader trying to get a comment the other day. Let me live my life. Yeah, just back off, guys. Please, but it gets it's really cold out here in the mornings. Yeah, very. But it does it does like today. Today was beautiful. Yeah, at twenty four, sunny. Yep. And then the sun leaves at like three thirty, at like it's a fucking tradie. <laughs> and like it just, it, there's nothing that really like kills my kills my vibe more than that. Yeah. No, I think we should just, um, yeah. You know. Yeah, don't worry about it. Just make the most of the daylight and... I am worrying about it, clearly. Well, yeah, but you know what I mean. Um, it's in just, my kitchen. <laughs> you don't want to be in your kitchen. I don't want, no. There's a lot of things that end up in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree with that one. That's a good one. Very good one. Um, my next one is this whole James Heard GWS speculation that started about, you know... Whispers about, are you across this? No. Whispers about whether he'll coach the Giants next year. I like this because I don't like Leon Cameron. Yeah, but. And I love, I, I just, live for this kind of stuff. I, I just find the whole thing a little bit unsavory. It's a little bit on the nose. Mm. I just, we all know Hurd's um, background and post the whole um, scandal. He did struggle with his mental health. Mm. He's come back in, he's doing three days a week as a development coach, he's just trying to ease his way back into the mm. AFL landscape. And he hasn't even done it for, you know, he's done it for a couple of months and mm. suddenly it's James Hurd's the next coach at GWS, Leon Cameron's on the outs, what's going on? It's just like, just, yeah. if they brought him in to be the, the coach next year, then just mm. say it and then and start your succession plan and yeah. just do it. But if, it's, if he's not and he's not ready for it and he doesn't want it, mm. then just hit it on the head as well. I just, mm. I just don't, the whole thing is just a little bit. Uh, I don't like it. And no, I'm with if you I'm Leon Cameron, I'm saying back me or sack me. Yeah, Luis, because I know he's talked about his contract, and they're going to talk about it every year. Well, uh, he's he's spoken about it in the. Yeah, I guess so, he, I guess he, he's asked. He's not bringing it up in. No, that's right. But there's just a lot of speculation, and I just think just get on the front foot, hit it on the head either way, or clarify it and then move on. But at the moment. You know, from where James Hurd's come from and where he is now, and he might just be, as I said, just sort of, you know, baby steps getting back into it. But that's just, I don't know, I just find the whole thing a little bit, yeah, a little bit off. Mm, yeah. You know what really, really bugged me? And it takes a lot to bug me seeing people take photos of James Hurd watching his son play footy. Yeah, it's, yeah. I don't, no need. There, there is no need. And I mean, I'm not saying this is, because this is not your profession, but it's like, there's sous chefs, there's pastry chefs, there's yep. head chefs, the photographers, videographers. You know, it's you're in the you're in the kitchen, so to speak. But like sometimes, I'm not I'm not calling you a scumbag. No, of you course, because <laughs> you brought the beers. Um, but <laughs> sometimes photographers and the stuff that they do, I get that people read the trash like that. Yeah, but that really fucking bothers me when people do that. Look, it's a bigger, it's a much broader conversation maybe it's one for another time but it's mm. you know clickbait what gets the clicks it's usually these things that get the clicks mm. and these guys look they've got to earn a, a wage as well yeah um Go and, and the cycle continues you know it's a and it's not great but um yeah i don't like it either. i just don't think it's necessary uh, 
to no. be showing James Heard watching his son play footy. We know what James Heard looks like, and we know we can probably imagine what James Heard watching his son play footy would be like as well. It's just a dude yeah. uh, having an iced latte in the middle of winter. Yeah. No, I couldn't agree more. The last one is probably one you could have predicted. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I'm going to do is I'm actually just going to put I'm just going to put something on the table here, and I want you to describe what it is. Okay. All right, so listeners, we've got a Woolworths, the fresh food people, not a sponsor, but we hope to get them on board, a uh, little shopping um, basket. And in it, oh dear, what a teal. It's, uh, it's a lot of Port Adelaide merchandise, a lot of Port Power merchandise. Oh, God, it's all the merchandise you've got. It's, it's scarf, it's beanie, it's jumper, it's cap. Probably not a membership because I don't think we've got a membership. No. Um, <laughs> You're probably wondering why that's in a Woolworths shopping basket. Why, yeah, why is it in a Woolworths shopping? And uh, we will give it back post-show, of course. <laughs> we absolutely will not. It's in this shopping basket. Thank you for that. It's, it's in that shopping basket because the last thing I'm selling mm. is the Port Adelaide Football Club. I'm officially done. And before I get into it, yeah. I'm just going to pause for a moment's silence. This football club has done a lot of things right by me. Yep. It's done a lot of things wrong by me. Yeah. I am more depressed now as a Port Adelaide supporter than I was when Matthew Primus was coaching. We had 10,000 members yep. and 15,000 tarps hanging around Football Park, which is in the middle of nowhere in South Australia. Yep. I'm done. I'm actually, I'm actually done this time. Like, I kind of feel relieved. Yeah. Because... But how long are you done for? No, I'm done. I'm done for good. No, you're not. I am done because we play Melbourne. Um, I think you're done for 2022. But when... I'm done for good. When Adam Kingsley's announced as a new coach... Oh, that would get me back. So, okay, yeah, so there you see, go. that would get me back because he's the reason I go for Port Adelaide. Well, so. so he'll be the next coach of Port Adelaide. And then you'll be back. And then I'll say to I'm you, already remember... Back. <laughs> I'm already back. <laughs> I'm gonna. That didn't take much. You that talk about the, the the whispers. Mm. I'm gonna start. I'm getting on big footy as soon as this is done, and I'm gonna. What's your username? Oh, jeez, what? Can't disclose. Um, Probably potted a few on there. No, big cricket. I got big cricket. <laughs> <laughs> I like doing big. I like doing. I didn't big, know it was a big cricket. There is, yeah, no big cricket. Um, look, it would have 97 in it. Okay. Because even though I'd trying to like hide. I always revert to my number of 97, and I just can't help that. Yeah. So it would probably be a big diesel, big unit. Big diesel um, 97, look out for it. So, something like that. No, but, I think Adam Kingsley is a uh, – as soon as that coaching market opens up, and I'm not I'm not wishing Ken ill. I am. Not I mean, ill, just – Yeah, just, like just as, in, as, in his, as in his coaching career. But, yeah, just – not even his coaching career. I hope he gets another job. Yeah, 100%. You can go um, coach Adelaide. I, I will put – a lot of hard-earned um, shekels on 
Adam Kingsley being the next player to coach. That is, I'm buying that. There you go. Let's there go. You know. I've gone from a sell to a buy. Yeah, I've sold beautiful. the Port Adelaide Football Club and then I've just bought it back straight away. Yeah. Like I'm trading Bitcoin all over again because I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> um, what a what an amazing I, – I really rate that segment. Good. I hope everyone else does. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Um, I've mentioned I'm not an NBA man. You are an NBA man. We know that. Yep. But I couldn't help but notice Jimmy Buckets. Um, Yep, great Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler trying to fight his coach. Yep. And it made me think of situations where players had fought coaches. Mm. Um, and if you had been involved in um, one of those situations. Have I ever fought a coach? Have you fought a coach? No, I haven't. Um, the closest I've ever got to a confrontation with a coach um, was when I was a young fella playing at St. Mary's Greensboro. Probably sort of around fourteen years old, bit of a you know, punk. Yeah. What did your hair look like back then? Was it? Uh, it was very afro. Wavy? No, it was afro. It was. Um, it was. It was um, full. Um, had a, like a natural glow and bounce to it. A perm. Yeah, it was a natural perm. Yeah, natural yeah, perm. Yeah. So natty uh, perm. Yeah. Um, and it was a training on a Thursday night, as you do, and um, we're doing a drill. And it wasn't going great. The ball was hitting the deck a lot. Yeah. Uh, there was a lot of fumbly players and whatnot. And the coach whistle brought us all in. And he said, you lot, you lot look like a big bag of girls. And, and this is one of those moments where the words came out of my mouth before I even Fidal, knew. Fight or flight. The words just came out of my mouth before I even knew they came out. I was, I was almost looked around to say who said it and didn't realize it was me. I said, well, you look like a big bag of shit. <laughs> and he said, who said that? And I was like, oh, me. me. And he goes, two laps. Is that it? That was it. Fucking so hell. I, I know. How good was that? Jesus and so I had Christ. to, and it was, I was, you know, I was chest out and I just I was gliding across that oval. Like yeah, the easiest two Gaz- laps I've ever gazelle. Done. Like a gazelle. Was like, that was a beautiful. Like, that's the worst that's going to happen to me. <laughs> Fuck no. There was a <laughs> lot more coming. <laughs> um, Five minutes later. <laughs> no, and that was that was it. I mean, you can't. That was it. You can't afford to drop one of these plays. So that's as close I've ever got. What about you? Have you ever? Um, um, you ever? I, I can imagine you would have. Pretty close to mm. actually, a coach would have been very close to hitting you. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've got a good story that involves um, one of the greatest Victorian spinners, um, Terry Jenner. Yeah, yep, yep. I feel bad. I feel bad for this, and I don't want it to come across that like I'm I'm like going like how good am I? Okay, so. The career club brought him down and they had a bunch of spinners um, there and he was working with a bunch of the spinners. Right. And I don't know. I lived. I used to live close to the ground so I could walk home. Yeah. I don't know how old I was, maybe 14. Let's just go with 14. Sure. He was trying to teach us how to bowl like variation balls. And I don't know about you, but I had this massive problem with my off-spin bowling. I couldn't fucking spin it. Yeah, well, I made a career out of it. Well, yeah. a, a local career out of it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And 
And he was saying, like, he was trying to, you know, do all these things, and he's like, this is... Click the risk, get the risk oh, going. Yeah, all this yeah. stuff. Yeah. And I think I just fucking... I just cracked it. Mm. I'm, I'm pretty sure I was just like, I can't fucking spin it. And walked home. Yep. Like, legit toys out of the pram, pram into the Yarra. Yeah. Like, every, just complete and utter. And I think my dad was like, you know, what happened? And I'm like, well, he couldn't get me to fucking spin it, so how good of a coach can he be? <laughs> Blaming the coach and not the, like... I'd like to. I'd like to think there's like an alt universe where Terry Jenner tells a story about the kid who just cracked the shits one night. Oh, he did not. He, he would not have cared. He, no, no. He he looked at his <laughs> bank account and he he's yeah, like, yeah. He would have thought. Oh, he looked at me. Serious. He looked at me and he's like, I can't believe I'm getting paid to try and work with this with like, this giraffe. He's probably like, what am I doing? Yeah. That was not a fight. That was not a. F- I've never wanted no, to. That's f- just. That's just you not being able to. Execute a skill that mm. someone. Uh, I did. I did want to fight a coach at school cricket. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to mention his name. Okay. I will say that he may have had a family member that may or may not have been has been the AFL head boss. So you okay. can read between the lines there. Um, okay. So it's. Uh... Fib, Fib Demetrio's name is Banjo McLaughlin. <laughs> yeah, he used to give all these speeches, and I just used to sit on the bus, and I just used to look at him and just go, "I would love to fight you right now." Um, oh, there's been plenty of coaches I'd love to fight, mm. but um, actually, fighting is great. So good on you, Jimmy Buckets. Yeah, um, I did look at some similar, or not similar, just some. I just wanted to see this sort of stuff had happened before, and I yep. do remember. I'm not sure if you're a baseball man, if you not know. Really. Pedro Martinez. No. So Pedro Martinez used to play for the – he was playing the Boston Red Sox at this time. Very, very funny man. He um, – in the documentary called Four Days in October, which is about them coming back to beat the Yankees after being 3-0 down. Right, yep. Unbelievable documentary. He's a free agent, and he just constantly yells, hey, I'm a free agent, like – Letting people know I'm about to make bank. And I love that. Like, I love that so much. But the the Yankees and the Red Sox, as they, as they did often had a, had, you know, these little confrontations, little blues and that. Yeah. And then one time a very old coach like was running towards him and he literally grabs him by the head like by his bald head and throws him to the ground. And it's like the funniest thing. It's the funniest thing. I almost want you to like look at – actually, look. can you just Google it? Let's go Pedro Martinez, Yankees coach. All right, hang on, stand by. Because I want, I, want I want to see your reaction to it because it, I've watched it again last night. It is so funny. We do not condone violence, by the way. No, we don't like violence. Uh, spell his last name or – um, Martinez, M A R T I N E Z. Pedro spelt the normal way. Okay. Martinez, uh, what am I typing? Like um, bowling ball coach, fights coach. Okay, stand by. I'm praying for the people who are still listening. Oh wow! Okay, the the, the thumbnail is already amazing. <laughs> I just got it muted, so. <laughs> He's, he's, yeah, he's holding his head like it's, yeah. Just, <laughs> it's, it's so disrespectful. 
Yeah. Oh, God, hang on. It's a four-minute clip. Man. It's like he knew that what he was going to do. He knew it was coming. Yeah, it's like he knew what he was going to do here. Grabbed it. Yeah, he's got one. He's got, he's sort of, oh. <laughs> it's so unbelievable. His left hand is sort of around the front of his face and the, and the, and the ear, and the right hand is sort of more behind his head. So he's grabbed it like that. And just helped and it on his way. And just used the momentum and just... And this yeah. guy looks old. He's old. He's so old. So that's elder abuse, right? That 100% is. That's not funny. Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Why is. are you laughing? Because it's one of the funniest. Because <laughs> I think that... I don't know what the commentary is, but I'll listen to it later. But I think it's like, oh, no, you can't do that. Oh, it's just great. One of the comments is... Uh, the most popular comment. It's had 6.6 thousand comments. It looks bad throwing a 70-year-old to the ground, but, I mean, the guy did charge him. <laughs> <laughs> laughing my ass off. That's oh, a, well, okay, well, I'm glad. That's Americans right there. Yeah. yeah you, char- you charge him, you're going to get your head yeah. treated like that. Americans tend to tend to side on the side of well, I mean, where we're laughing at right now rather than the elderly side. Well, you just look at all the um, support for Will Smith that came from the <laughs> Americans, you know. I'm a big Chris Rock man. I am too. So yeah. you know, um, much love, Chris. I know he loves the podcast. He's well. a big, he's a big fan. I'm looking for him to come down to Australia until I saw. He his, is coming down soon. Actually, Are you going? Tickets went from like thirty dollars to yeah. like four hundred. So yeah. no, I wouldn't have gone if it was really thirty dollars. Marketing strategy. Would you? Yeah. Would you cop if I slapped you now? But we knew it was going to increase our our listeners. Would you? Would you cop that? I mean, how much? Oh. Yeah. oh uh, because if it's like 20, then no. No, no, it's going to like if quadruple our listeners. So then it is 20. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to ask again in a year. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, at the moment I'm going to say no to the slap. But okay. um, well, maybe the live close. show. I got close, everyone. <laughs> the live show in Vegas. Any examples of that you had outside of yourself just calling your coach a sack no, of shit? no, no. <laughs> I mean, there was a famous moment with Ken Sheldon and Craig Devonport, St. Kilda, like sort of 91, where he, he was sort of giving him a spray over the fence and then he like, grabbed him by the scruff and pulled him in close and sort of kept on just verbally abusing him as well as a little bit of physical abuse. Yeah, but, I, um, I was one at that time, so I'm, I yeah, missed that. Yeah, well, I was, I was only... Uh, I was only um, you might not want to answer that. Young as well, so uh, <laughs> no, I think I was eleven or something. Um, but so, um, yeah, no, not not too many examples. I'm not sure about you, but my mind is filled with basically useless thoughts, which are a lot of the time sports related. And yep. I'm a very big. Everyone who knows me knows how important Olympics are to me. Mm-hmm. But I came across a thought in the shower of. Imagine if we could make an alternate Olympics of sports that aren't in there already. Yep. And I thought that that would be a, an amazing exercise for us to do because I have so many okay. that I could probably just do it myself. Okay. Um, so I'll let you start. Um, I'm sure. I'm sure we might have some. We might have some double up, but we'll see. I highly doubt it. I highly doubt it. <laughs> I highly doubt the first three that I have you'll have, but um, we'll see how we go. What what do you have first? So I've taken this criteria as things that could be Olympic sports, mm-hmm. like everyday run-of-the-mill things. Mm-hmm. So my first one is more of an individual 
uh, event, and it's the name drop. <laughs> so it's drop as many names as you can in a 60-second conversation. Um, I'd probably be a gold medal favourite at dropping names, but Bert Newton told me never to do that. Um, now, I can already see, I can already see a flaw in this. Now, mm. if you're from Kazakhstan, yep. do you have to name drop Kazakhstani? That's why you've got different judges from around the world. So the, the, Kazakh, the Kazakhstani the, judge will say, that's elite there, guys, and that's a, that's a 10. And that's a, that's a that they're difficult he's names. Just, he's just dropped. Yeah. You wouldn't believe what he's just done. Yeah, like I could drop, like I hugged Lincoln Lewis at yeah. that NRL grand final. Yeah. <clears throat> And then, and and then that's the Aussie judge has gone. Yes, yeah, that's he's like, that's, actually that's good. But that's, the that's amazing. you know the person going next to me goes drops a Barishnikov or something <laughs> like that, and they're like, well, yeah, that way that that's interesting. How many judges would you have? Uh, one from every competing nation, just for that reason. Really? So how many nations compete in the Olympics? Well, I mean, there's obviously like any Olympic sport, you've got your trials and your qualifying events and whatnot. So uh, let's call it ten. Okay. Speaking of um, dropping names, can I tell you my? This is a really bad segue. Can I tell you my Dame? I love Ed- bad segues. My Dame Edna story. And I love Dame Edna stories. <laughs> <laughs> now, so I, when I used to work at Channel Nine, and yeah. I used to uh, work on a show called Temptation, which was a one of my favourite shows growing okay, up. Okay. Yep. Ed Phillips and Lavinia Nixon. It was a sale of the century. Yep the next generation mm. and my job uh was basically they used to record a whole week in a day so do five episodes a day mm. you could you'd you'd go you could be champion on one day right you could start on monday monday mm. in the morning and you could go right through to the end of the day and win the whole kitty she is so and my job was basically to watch each episode and then um at the end of it run down to the set to the studio and write the promo for that episode. So mm. I'd run down, give the, you know, put it in the, the um, auto queue. Yep. And then Ed and Lavinia would be like, you know, he's a school teacher who's taken them all to class. Can he go on to, you know, all that kind of bullshit. And so anyway. She's not who she thinks she is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so I'd do that. And then um, every now and again you'd have a celebrity in the gift shop. Oh, wow. And so every time you got a celebrity in the gift shop trying to sell something or bought something, um, you'd write the promo based around them, you know. Mm. So one one night it was Dame Edna, uh, and she was selling a book or some shit. Mm-hmm. And so my job was to write something uh, for her to to do the promo. So I'd written it, and just as I was about to go down to the studio, one of my coworker who uh, will remain nameless, we can beep it out. He goes, uh, <laughs> He goes, oh, we've got the $5 note competition next week. Do you reckon you could just get Dame Edna to hold this $5 note and say, tune in for the $5? I said, nah, mate. Come on. I'm going, no, she's not going to do Honestly. that. She's not going to do that. Not a fucking fiver. And he's like, yeah, no, go on, go on. you got to do it, you got to do it. I said, nah, mate, I'm not fucking asking that. And he's like, come on. And I was like, no. He's like, you got to do it. And I was like, oh, so give me the phone. And Barry Humphreys is famous. Whenever he's dressed as Dame Edna, he's always in character. Like, mm. he never breaks out of that. So, anyway, I go down to the studio. Oh, G'day, Dame. <laughs> here's, the, here's the script for the, you know, she's like, 
Hello, possums! <laughs> you know, join me for temptation. And I'm like, and I'm like yeah, thank you. And then, then she does her spiel. She does her promo. I said, uh, <clears throat> now, Dame, um, so I've got this $5 note. We just got this thing called a $5 note competition. And, and you're going to uh, – so the whole studio is quiet. Mm. It's just silent because we're recording. I'm trying to do, I'm starting to go through the spiel as this final she just turns to me and she goes, oh, enough's enough, and just storms <laughs> off set, like stormed off, petulant, and I'm standing there holding the $5 note looking like an absolute flog. Like gen- genuine, like, like... Genuine stormed off Called the set. ambulance. Like, utter, like, just gone. Gone. Off. Off the set. <laughs> and then I came back and I handed the guy the $5 note. I said, I fucking told you, so you made me look like a fucking... Um, so that's my name drop. So I don't know if that's got going to get me a gold medal in the Olympics in the oh name drop category, God. but um, the Kazakhstani judges are they're, they're happy looking, with they're that. Looking, they're even, they even they even they impressed. They would be happy with that. So oh. That's that's my first event. That is, um, I don't even know how to follow that. Um, the first one I've got is a game called High Lie, okay, which is um, which was very popular in uh, Miami, right now. Someone will know, I think a few people will know this game. So this game was very famous back in the day. What for um, Probably the 90s, okay, yep. 80s, 90s. Yep. A, lot of, um, a lot of gambling was done on it mm-hmm. and a lot, of, um, a lot of money was just, illegal money was basically filtered through it and there was a lot of deaths and stuff. It's a, Good it's clean a, fun. It's, no. If you see the sport, it is brutal. It's basically, okay. they have like a basket on their arm and they flick balls and they flick them against the wall. So it was in Jackass. It was in one of the early Jackasses and you probably remember. So, it was like lacrosse, but. But they flick it with their arms and these things go so fast. Yeah. And what are the balls like? Balls like, it's like cricket balls? Like a cricket ball. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's my first sport because that would be so fucking good to cheer and that'd be so that good be to. Good. That would be good. Um, that would be so good to. to and we can, and we can keep betting. Yes, illegal, yeah, illegal, illegal money, uh, illegal gambling money. Yeah, is the probably the best way to spend money. All right, so my next one is uh, like an endurance based event, uh, and it revolves around the Melbourne Show. Basically, <laughs> the idea is you've got to accompany four children to the Melbourne Show. We have taken this task very differently. I know that's good. <laughs> that's okay. And the last one to lose their shit wins the gold medal. Oh my god! So you you know you're, you're competing with carnies, you're competing with crowds, yeah. you're competing with sugar highs and then the sugar lows. You've yeah. got all this. I mean, the two best ways you can hemorrhage money is um, obviously spend a day with you on the punt mm. and go to the Melbourne show. Like honestly, the first fifteen minutes, you've dropped three hundred bucks and you've moved ten meters. Was that was me at, personally at, at, on the punt? Was that you on the punt? Yeah. Perfect. Because yeah. <laughs> I'm not even betting on horses. <laughs> no, so the Melbourne show is a real test of uh, um, just with kids. Yeah, well, you have kids. I don't have kids. No, so I, and, I've never done this. No, I would never like, do this. No, not everyone qualifies. But yeah. wait for it. You one day will take kids to the Melbourne show. And, I will not. And it is the biggest test of endurance. I guarantee you I will There's not. no better test of endurance. 
Well, I don't want to test it. I don't it. care if it's a Hawaiian triathlon, <laughs> marathon, whatever. Take kids to the Melbourne show. That's that's where the real gold is. So that's my one. What's yeah. that? What's that called? Because ne- that needs a name. Um, well, let's go Melbourne show marathon for now. Right, yeah. Without me thinking about it. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure I could do that. Works better. Uh, so look, we have taken this in different directions, but that's okay. Yeah, that's okay. Next one I have is something that was recently brought back into my kitchen, yep. if you could say. And we, we don't always want to be in your kitchen. We no, but I'm actually upset this was brought back into my kitchen because I realized how much I miss playing this sport, and it's called shuffleboard. Okay. So if you're not familiar with it, it's basically a table, sort of like we're sitting on, but it's like laminated floorboards yep. with sand yep. on it. And then you have these... These they're probably like that big, so maybe say the base of a stubby, and yep. they're these little kind of like discs that you kind of just you throw them, and you have uh, I think it's five, yep, and then you get like there are points, so it goes one, two, and three, yep, and then you basically throw them, but there's no walls, yeah, right. So you have five, I have five, and the, the job is to basically it's essentially like curling. Yeah. And I played this religiously when I I would go to bars not to try and have a good time, just to go play fucking shuffleboard. Okay. Like and so I found out that there is a place that has it here. Um so I think I'm playing it next week. Which I'm Can re- we yeah, can we live stream it or something? What's- we can. Well, you know what we'll do? Seeing as we're doing a live show from Las Vegas, we'll yep. do one from Shuffleboard Central. Shuffleboard Central, somewhere in Melbourne, because that's probably where our audience is. Where is it? Do you know where it is? I've no idea. Okay. Well, let's stand by for that, because that could be be quite fun. Yeah. uh, Do you lose a lot of money? uh, I mean, I was good at it. Okay. So, yeah, it's very, like... um, I assume it's gambling-based. Yeah, yeah, you put 20 bucks on. Yeah, sure. And then uh, you have ends. So, it's not like a one end and you're done. It's like you have 20 ends or something. Okay, yeah, yeah. And so, you get, like, you know, three points from one end. Um, this is how I played it. Yeah, there are shuffleboard nuffies who are probably listening to this because we're big in the shuffleboard community. Yeah, or probably hey, like guys. Yeah, how you doing? Good to see you. Thanks for joining in again. They're probably screaming at me right now. Yeah, they're going, like, fucking, you butchered the. Experience. You have fucking ruined Expert, our sport. Explanation. I wonder if there's a shuffleboard association in Australia. You have to be. I might. I might start one if there isn't. So that's my second one. Okay. All right. Well, I have. I'll have. My last one will be one in your your vintage, your ilk, but I'm going to go with these um, these ones that I have at the moment. Uh, so this one's a relay-based one. Yeah. I'm not going to explain a lot of it. I think you, once you hear it, you're probably just going to know what it means and you're, probably just, you're going to want to move on pretty quickly. Sure. It's the urinal cake solved. <laughs> Even hear anything after urinal cake. <laughs> so, U- urinal cake dissolved. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Do I have to explain? Yes. It's a relay event. <laughs> okay. All right. You've got me intrigued. <laughs> well, it's. Um, you got it's a relay. You got to dissolve the urinal cake, and it's. I'm looking for big body types. <laughs> I'm looking for fluid retention, 
and I'm looking for no gag reflex because it's going to get pretty pretty disgusting stanky. pretty yeah. quickly. Corning John's his ears are just absolutely <laughs> like his phone is lighting up right He's now. He's just like, hang on, what's going on? So there are, there are a few countries checking his um my interest on yeah. my ancestry dot com to see citizenship. <laughs> to see if they can give him a passport to get him in this team. That's I I, I don't feel like I need to go any further, but that's 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 what I had. Uh, yeah, wow. Um, <laughs> I actually don't even know. I've got a few more, and I don't want to prefer. I don't want to follow up with the next one on the list after that. So I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do the next one. I've got is bowling, and it's only it's only it's on one condition. Okay, yeah, yeah. And this condition would never. The IOC would never allow this to Can happen. I guess? Sure. Participants are on mushrooms. No. Okay. No. Go on. It's participant-based. Yep. The only way that this bowling is allowed in the Olympics if, if, is if Pete Webber attends. Now, if you don't know who Pete Webber is... Did he invent the Webber? About, no, he didn't. Okay. About 20 years ago, he was very famous for bowling a strike and then turning around and going, who do you think you are? <laughs> I am. Very, very famous. I don't know how who you... Who do you think you are, I am? He's like, who do you think you are, I am? He won like his... He won like his... He won like his... I don't know what it was. Like the world record. He yeah. beat his old man. This is another... Oh, so it's a lineage. Like there's yeah. Webber's... Historic Webber's. But this man is the most explosive athlete in the history of sport. Wow. He would get a strike and he would turn around and give it the... Okay, so he's aggressive. He's a, he's so aggressive. He went to rehab. Yeah, he great. had like all these issues. And a lot of fast twitch muscle fibers. I'm yeah. thinking. But Pete Webber is my favorite athlete. Wow. Yeah. So the only reason. Sorry, Robbie Gray. Yeah. To put it late again. <laughs> I ruined my night. I thought the urinal cake was the worst part of this episode. <laughs> Bowling doesn't get in if Pete Webber is not competing for the United States. Okay. So that's, is he still active on the tour? He's just retired. Okay, so we and I don't know how you retire from bowling, to be honest. Yeah, it's probably uh It does seem arbitrary. It does seem arbitrary, doesn't it? Like, how do you retire from temp in bowling? Imagine like, all the shit food he's eaten. Oh, he's had so many party pies. Oh, God. The fairy bread. Oh, wow. He'd be lactose intolerant now. Oh, He'd his have to body, be. I mean, he's got the amount of milkshakes. He's got all the diabetes. He's got- Think about how many stuffed toys he's won. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. So that that's my thought. You have no more? No, no, no. I've got one more. Okay. All right. What have you got? Please, <laughs> please, please let this be something better. <laughs> My one is the full drug games. So I think we've danced around it for year, decades, right? We're, you know, we've seen the Germans and the Russians and all these guys just juicing up and you know, steroids and all that kind of bullshit. Mm-hmm. That's in, it's time to embrace the freaks. Let's do it. That's actually oh, yes. doing Olympic Games. Or yes. Let's not call it Olympic Games. Let's call it the drug games. The mm. chemist games, your pharmacy, your pharmaceutical games. Terry, I think Terry White would love to Terry sponsor White's, this. He would he's love just, to. just gone. Ping. He would love to sponsor this. I want to see what the human body is capable of when Same it now. is really allowed to rip. Yeah. Like, I want to see full, you know, just so this isn't chemical even a sport. war. It, no, but it's still doing these. It's still doing these events. It's your hundred, your, your traditional oh, one hundred meters. It's all these, but they're fully juiced up. 
There's so, no limit to what you can do. So it's like the decathlon or whatever that we. Who's the guy? The Australian guy who won the um oh, the yeah, bronze. Really, yeah, the tall blonde dude. And then there was the other Aussie who he was, was just like, yeah, he's just like, let's go, like yeah. letting him have it. So it's every athlete's going, let's go, because they're just roided up. I like that. So I want to see like how wide we can get the human neck. Yeah. You know how small we can get the the human testes. Mm. I just want to see the NRL might trademark this. I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> so. I, I just think rather than skirting around it, and then that way maybe we can have a clean Olympic Games mm. because everyone else has gone to yeah. compete in the Terry White Games. Yep, I like that. Okay. Terry White is jumping out of his skin right now. Yeah. He's jumped out of his silk pajamas. Yep, he's, he's back. He's, he's, he's back. back. He's got his PR manager on the oh, phone. I have trademarked that, Terry, so yeah. you need to speak to me. Yeah, so, yeah, up yours, Terry. Um, the... Actually, you know what? I got two more. Okay. Um, the first one is squash. Now, right, it's already I, Olympic. It's not an Olympic sport. It's a Commonwealth, Commonwealth, Commonwealth Games okay. sport. Now, future guest of the show and big fan of the show, Sarah Cardwell. Okay, um, one of Australia's best squash athletes. Got du- it covered. Dual Commonwealth game um, athlete. Yep. One of the best squash players in the world. She needs to get to the Olympics. I agree. I, I've I've played a, a quite a bit of squash in my. Uh, say, call it um, between 25, 35. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to... Uh, Your career or just age? No, just in my in my age when I <laughs> my knees were still able to play. It's brutal on knees. It is bad on knees, yes. And um, But gee whiz, there's not many other sports that would get you, like, a, a fitness base required. Mm. And then the strategy yep. and the, the touch, you just got to have that touch, um, yep. as well as power. Oh, great sport. I love it. Yep. I, I, I did not... Should have known that it wasn't in the Olympics, but it absolutely should mm. be. Absolutely. No, it absolutely, it's a disgrace that it's not in the Olympics. Yeah. Um, How long do you have to spend warming the ball up? That's a great question. Um, I'm, I'll address that with Sarah when she comes on. Because I'd like to, is there, is there not technology where we can just grab the ball and it's ready to go? That's a great, I honestly have no idea. I, we, obviously, I'm a racket-based athlete myself. So I'm a ball-based athlete. Yeah, so I'm purely uh, shuttlecock-based. Yeah, um, and that they come pre-warmed. Well, I um, love rubber. <laughs> this is skirting. <laughs> this is skirting very. Let's move on to your yeah. last one. I think. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, we need squash in the Olympics because yeah, um, it's on buying squash. Uh yeah, hundred percent buying squash because yep. um, Sarah is a sensational athlete, and we need her. Uh, we need her with the IOC or the OLY. Uh, initials, you know how they Olympic. Yeah, they, they do. put yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, they do. Yeah. She needs to get that because she deserves it. Um, last one I have, cornhole. Oh yeah, so yeah, talk talk for anyone who doesn't. Yeah, know. so cornhole is the um, American tailgating phenomenon where you throw bean bags onto a elevated uh, wooden plank with a hole in it, basically, and you try and throw. Yeah, it sounds dumb. It is, but I played it. In Hawaii with, uh, what was that, um, Sarge, Sarge Dobson's house. So, yeah, shout out to Sarge who should be listening. He should be right? listening, but he won't be listening. Um, but uh, played that at his house. Playing that in those circumstances was yeah. a I've clocked life kind of a thing. And I've yeah. played it. I've played it in Canada. I've played it in America. So it's just more of a, is there, does it, any other countries do it? Oh, geez, I don't know. Oh, uh, like, you know I feel what? Like that might be a weird Euro countries would do it because we okay. there's a lot of weird Euro countries who do like racquetball and you yeah. know floorball and like just weird weird sports like that. Yeah, 
that'd hundred percent be there'd be a market there for that. And it's literally throwing a, a beanbag. Yeah, which is I feel like Estonia. I feel like Estonia would love they'd throw like a lot of beanbags. Yeah, okay. So that's <laughs> that's that's my last one. All right, well I'll look I read the brief wrong, but I still think we've got enough content there to um cover all our bases. Yeah. Urinal cake dissolve, I think. Which we dinner. we might need to rename that. Well, I think it's quite literal. Yeah. Um, UCD. <laughs> it's like you're suffering from a disease. <laughs> Which you probably will yeah, after yeah. playing it. Well, if you're good at it. Ima- just imagine that and be like, who's playing in the UCD tonight? <laughs> you're like... <laughs> Yeah, I was looking at that through the Parramatta pisses. Yeah, it's not a great viewers board actually. Come to think about it, no, it's more participant based. I can't. I can see a lot of. Tri- I can see a lot of issues getting the the streaming off the ground for that streaming. Pun intended. Yeah, <laughs> no pun intended. Okay, Didn't even. Couldn't even. Couldn't even try and make that joke if I tried right <laughs> now. But um, very interesting. Wasn't the answers that I had from you and. They were not something that I even remotely expected. No, I went with literal life events turned into absolute, yeah. you know, probably um, into Olympic. I do, I am looking for the day you take kids to Melbourne Show. How many times have you done that? Uh, a couple of times. See, here's why you wanted to slap me before. Yeah, if I can. I want to slap you now. Good. Because you talk about how bad that is. Well, I'm just no. I'm not saying it's bad. And then you I'm go just saying to, it's a test of endurance. So you you pointed out that it's going to be, it's tough. Yeah. And then you point out that oh yeah, I've done this a couple of times. Mm. Like that's on you. That's like two. That's like attending two Olympic games, mate. That's I should have a tattoo about that. <laughs> what What would you get? Like what 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 would the what would the tattoo be? Would it be like a tent? Actually, yeah. I don't know. Do they have a circus there? I wouldn't no, even know. Not anymore. Not anymore. Probably be me, like sort of slapping a carny, or <laughs> I obviously don't go to these types of things. No, but stand by. Yeah. Stand by. Okay. Well, look, I reckon that will probably do us for this episode. Um, I don't know if you had any final notes or anything to go over. No, look, I just want to say, look, if you've, um, yeah, if you listen to episode one, thank you, and if you're listening to this one, thank you. We appreciate it because your time is precious. Look, time is precious. What, what the average consumer listens to forty minutes of podcast a day? Yeah, so I mean, it's no, it shouldn't be that. Big a shouldn't be that much. The of fact hassle. you've done it is great. We do appreciate it. If you're still here after hearing un- urinal cake dissolve, then um, then you- your time obviously is not that precious. <laughs> or you just missed that segment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Look, um, Tim, thank you very much for coming. Thanks, mate. Um, always a pleasure, never a chore, yes, and uh, yes. looking forward to the next edition of this. Absolutely. Until then. <laughs>